loan officers. Join the mortgage calculator as an MLO for unlimited mortgage leads and up to 250 BPS compensation. So welcome everyone. My name is Kyle Hershey. I am the COO of the Mortgage Calculator, joined here by our president, Nick Hershey, and our sales manager, Jose Gonzalez. Every Tuesday and Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. Eastern, we do a loan officer training on a different loan topic. Now, tonight's topic is going to be how to originate a foreign national loan here. So we specialize in non-QM loans at the Mortgage Calculator. Jose has done a ton of foreign national loans. Our sales manager, Jose Gonzalez, with 28 years of experience and a lot of foreign nationals, especially because we are based here in South Florida, which is definitely a big market for foreign national loans and all that. Jose, talk a little bit more about that. So, Jose, let's go ahead and get into it. Let's talk about these foreign national loans that, as you said, have kept you going even through the the downs in the industry. Absolutely, yes. I was mentioning to you how I'm wearing my pin tonight. 2018 NAR President's Liaison to El Salvador, right? So it took me about eight or nine years to reach that level. That was an appointment that I applied for because of all the thorough international reach out that I've been doing after 2009 onward. Necessity is a mother of invention. Don't swim against the current. We're in Miami, Ford National Capital of the World. I said, what was I doing, right, after the business downturn of 2008? So definitely kicked the foreign national business into high gear. And very glad that I did because, you know, at the Mortgage Calculator, we love foreign national. Not just because we're in Miami, because foreign nationals are buying all over the U.S. So let's get right into it. Let me share some of that data with you so everybody can benefit from the foreign national wave. Keep something in mind, put it into context, right? Foreign nationals before the pandemic, all all over here, right? Buying a lot of properties. Pandemic came, a lot of the visas got expired. U.S. consulates abroad and embassies were closed. So they're just starting to get those visas back. However, we have no visa required options if they decide to buy a property they're already familiar with. They don't need a visa uh, to close in their country as long as they're not signing here in the U.S. So to give you a little bit of an idea on the activity, because you want to know where to put your marketing dollars, right? This is 2022 from NAR. I'm giving the credit for this profile, international transactions and U.S. residential real estate. $59 billion was the total in 2022, 98 1,600 transactions, uh, 57 reside in the U.S. of the four nationals, top countries, Canada, Mexico, China, India, Brazil, Colombia. And I think Colombia is probably a little bit higher up in that list now. I think they're number three now or two behind Canada. Top destinations, hey, Florida, California, Texas, Arizona, New York, and North Carolina, and 366.100 is the median price, whereas 350 five for all U.S., so a little bit higher in the median sale price on the foreign national as well. And here we break it down into major destinations. So the Canadians that are number one are buying 45% of their purchases, Florida. Mexicans, 22% Texas, then Florida. So the Canada, Florida, then Arizona. So you can see the data. We can share this to our team, but really interesting. Uh, and if you're realtors or reach out to your realtors, they can provide you the reports. Again, Florida buyers, 39% are Latin Caribbean, 
countries. So you'd want to be obviously putting your uh, investment in depending what countries you want to be in on your foreign national budget, right? Because this is all about, remember, you want to target also for the leads, for your leads plan. So you we can target the countries depending on which one. So you want to look at these reports, target your dollars. And I'll tell you, Colombia, number one, definitely uh, there right now in Florida. Now, break it down into some quick purchase rate and term refi, max 75%. That's it. That's the max LTV, unless there's something weird going on, secondary financing. But max LTV, CLTV, 75. Cash out, max is 70. Most are at 65 for DSCR especially. For nationals are citizens of another country whose income is being derived outside the U.S. We have some exceptions for if they have dual citizen. We can still do them as long as they permanently reside outside the U.S. That's where they have run their whole life. They just happen to have U.S. citizenship maybe because they were born here or born outside the U.S. to U.S. parents, but now they're over there, wherever they're at. We can do those. We just have to explain it properly, but we can do that. Normally, it's not possible. No credit score required unless they do have credit, then minimum program requirements apply. Not all visa types are acceptable. Keep an eye out for diplomatic immunity visas. They're not acceptable because you can't sue them. That's the whole purpose of being having diplomatic immunity. So if they decide not to pay, then we can't sue them for the money. So it's not the we as in us. It's the whoever has the lien on the property. So you can see why you really, uh, they do not lend to that, that type of borrower. Full doc option when you're structuring the loan, if they want to occupy it at any given time to use it as a second home, or it can be a full doc investment, a short-term rental, can't do DSCR, right? It has to have either full doc second home or full doc investment, can't be DSCR because DSCR never allows occupancy, whether you're a foreign national or a U.S. national. You remember from yesterday's training, never allows occupancy by the owner, nor family, nor friends. Full doc. Now, we have two options in the foreign nationals. This is very important to note when I was talking about uh, not requiring a visa to sign if you're from a visa, a non-visa waiver country. Well, we the streamline option provides that as well as no credit reference letter on the full doc. You still need the income letter because you have to have the income. You can't just state the income. This is not the SCR or anything like that, but no credit reference letter uh, required. Um, they're not really verifying the primary housing expense on the CPA letter per se, but still uh, no credit reference letter is the big one and no visa required if they're signing over there, wherever that is. Even if they're signing over there and the other loan options, they require you to have a visa because they say, well, what if they want to come here to look at their property as if that's going to keep you from paying for it if it's an investment property, right? And it's rented out. You have an agent for that, but that's just the option. Full doc, streamlined, no credit reference letter, no visa required on your passport. Full doc, non-streamlined option, we everybody other than that streamlined option, you're going to need the CPA income letter for everything, the credit reference letter, as well as a valid visa. The DSCR, again, streamlined option, no CPA letter, nor bank reference, credit reference letter, nor visa, and the non the regular DSCR option. You can read it there. So you can see it's pretty basic on the documentation, especially when it comes to credit score and credit references. It's all it can basically be a, a no credit loan, definitely. 
for your borrower, as long as they don't have U.S. credit already established. Now, full doc, again, I know if it's a streamlined doc option, the full doc's not going to require the credit reference letter nor the passport, like I mentioned. Typically, it's 43% on the DTI. Make sure the numbers add up before you submit. It's manually underwritten, and here is a full doc option, self-employed or salary. Depending on which option we, uh, is selected, you may be required to provide two credit reference letters instead of one. Resume of business experience may be required. Uh, this option, again, allows for partial occupancy and short-term rental. Personal or entity ownership is allowed. They can close in personal. However, entity ownership, highly recommended, less liability. Full doc, I mean, excuse me, DSCR. Again, Streamline does not require credit reference nor CPA letter for primary housing verification. Not for the expense, but to verify that that's what they own and that it's free and clear so they don't ask you for like payment references. Typically, again, 43% DTI manually underwritten, same other conditions, but keep in mind, we can go no ratio DSCRs on the foreign nationals, 0.75 to 0.99, and less than 0.75 are both available as a DSCR option for your foreign national borrowers. That's very few options, but we do have it. The no ratio DSCR for foreign national purchase and cash out refis. This is probably the most important, one of the most important slides I would say. It's not at the end of the presentation or near the end because it's not important, uh, but because it talks about the closing, right? The closing happens at the end, but you need to plan for it in the beginning, right? So the closing should be planned no more than, no, le no least two weeks before you close, but preferably at the onset of the transaction. Why is that? Well, you're talking about logistical considerations and others. For example, if they're going to sign in person, then you know, it's a little bit easier as long as they have a visa. If they're from a non-visa waiver country, they'll know what you mean. You can look it up. But like if they're from the European Union, any of the European Union countries, for example, they have a visa waiver. They just have to have their passport valid. If they're from Canada, they have visa waiver. They just need their passport. But then you have to check the list. Take that into consideration regarding signing in person. If they're not going to sign in person for whatever reason, they don't want to take the flight, they don't have the, you know, whatever it may be, they have a lot of different reasons, that appointment with the consulate or embassy needs to be made in advance, sometimes months, months in advance at some of the consulates and embassies around the world. And they could be several hundred miles or more away. You got to take a, a perilous car ride to it who knows what the situation may be uh, we recently had one a nigerian couple where i can't imagine the reason why what but the husband basically said you know the embassy's like five six hundred miles away it's gonna be a long ride so we're gonna take my wife off of the title because she can't make it to, to sign in person right i would imagine he just didn't want to take her on the 500 mile there and back ride and through Nigeria, who knows where they would be driving through, but it closed, successfully closed. The MLO did a great deal, great job on that, coordinated up front. We met a lot for that one. Remote online notarization, it sounds really cool, 
right? Now, most of the conduits that we have uh, for the foreign national options will allow it. Hence, we will also allow it. However, it needs to be coordinated up front to make sure they're going to allow it because then you also need to coordinate with the title company. They have to coordinate with their underwriter to make sure that they allow it because of the way that they verify the ID of the foreign national borrower. They don't have U.S. issued ID. They have a passport from their country. Are they going to accept it and different other considerations like that? You know, so again, a lot of things come into play. You don't want to just all of a sudden be doing your first foreign national loan. Have a clear to close, right? Normally, you'd think max clear to close. You've already sent your CD out, hopefully, right? You passed that three-day rescission, and now you think you're going to close it, and now all of a sudden, and your lock expires like in seven or eight days. You think you're good, but now you have the logistics to take into consideration, right? Whether it, the only one that's going to sign quick and is going to phone quick is the person that's coming in person to sign in the U.S. Why is that? Because even if they sign via remote online notarization, they're signing in their country. Remote notaries looking at them online after they put their ID. Yes, that's you. You are who you are. Blah, 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 blah. You're doing all that. Now they're looking at you sign. Yes. Okay. Here, look, I send the document. Okay. And the next one. Okay. And then the notary then has to notarize those documents after the fact. Right. And then those documents need to go in person to the title company and all of this stuff needs to get taken care of before that package is is in a manner that can be accepted to for funding the loan, you know, uploading it to the portal where the investors review it. Yes, everything's good. The loan is funded and and you're good to go. Right. So, again, a lot of and that could take days. I mean, how many days could it take in the winter for a package to get from somewhere on the other side of the world to here? You know, so it may need to land somewhere or leave somewhere where there's snow delays. You never know what can happen, right? We're in the holidays. So a lot of things can happen on the logistical side of the deal to be able to close it. And now you're looking at, oh my God, my rate lock's going to expire. Now, you know, make sure you're locking your purchases in for 45 days to begin with. And for national, probably the refis, they'd lock them in for 45 days as well, right? So you don't have to pay now a 15-day extension to try to get the package over here, make sure everything was signed correctly. Yes, you didn't miss any signatures. Now we can fund because if you're missing a signature, you're going to, depending if it's a critical document, it's not a post-closing condition. It's a, we're not going to close it until you sign it. And now you got to reach out. Hey, Mr. or Mrs. Borrower, can you please find the time to go get that document notarized again? I'll remote online notary and do all that stuff. So a lot of considerations. So again, those that are in the team that meet with us for these four national loans and have met with me, you know, we cover this one. First thing we start talking about is, you know, have you planned the closing? Have you discussed all of these things so that it doesn't get it? And we've had, we've been pretty successful with the remote online notarization, or with the appointments at the embassies, luckily our MLOs are you know been following that action plan. So let me give you some sample letters here, just have an idea. This is a sample letter for a self-employed borrower when the letter is requirement for income right here. This is more or less how they have to do it, put it on their letterhead, yeah, you know, so forth and so on, sign it and provide their license, preferably in English. If they do it in their native language, it has to be translated by a certified translator and to be submitted to underwriting prior to submitting to underwriting. So whenever possible, 
try to get the letter in English. So that's the income letter. So this is the income letter for the salaried borrower, very similar than the employer, uh, than the self-employed letter from the CPA with the license. CPA with the license, no way around that. So this is the sample bank reference letter, which is actually a credit reference uh, for the outlets that accept this as a credit reference letter. This is what it is. Now I'll get you some quotes here. We're going to finish it with a couple of quotes. Here's a DSCR quote, 75%. This is the regular non-streamlined option, right? Look at this here. 8.75 is almost at par. Look at that APR. Pretty amazing rate there, right? By that all the way down to 7.75. And here's our a full thought quote. This is the streamline option. So you will note, even though it's full doc rather than DSCR, the rate's a little higher because our borrower doesn't need a valid visa, doesn't have to wait for the embassy to be open. His appointment is next year in June, like some of my associates from El Salvador haven't been able to come visit me here and have networking here that I want to introduce them in the U.S. because their visas, they're still waiting for the appointment next year, but you can get them to sign the deal, buy the property, and then when they get their visa, they can come over and check it out, right? They can start making money right away. Oh, and then well, that was the full doc, and this was the DSCR. So that's it on our options here. So I want to see if we have any questions. Don't see any questions. Well, definitely foreign nationals, a lot of activity in that. Also, if you're picking out the leads plans, foreign national is a great option, right? Do get a good amount of opportunities monthly for those foreign nationals. Just that understand when you're working a foreign national loan, you got to look at the country where they're from because some countries are high context individuals meaning they really want to establish a relationship. They don't want to just jump right into business. That's going to be that way with most of the Anglo countries. So U.S., England, and Germany, which those are like the Anglo-related countries, are more low context. They just want to jump right into business. So it's not a problem. Let's go in. Let's talk about business. Everybody's busy. But in the low, high context countries, if you jump right into business, it may be an, an offense if you're not concerned with their well-being and their family. And the last time we spoke, you're, you know, there's a hospital and all this kind of stuff. And and it's not chit chat. It's just a cultural thing. And, you know, that's why you have to know how to speak with the foreign national borrowers and how to treat them so that you don't insult them and lose the business opportunity. That is very, very critical component. And that's actually one of the classes that I had to take for the CIPS designation, Certified International Property Specialist, was all about that. Kiss, bow, or, or shake hands. I think there's a very famous book on that that talks about just the different ways when you greet somebody from the different countries. That's on Amazon. Sure. You need to make a training on that, Jose, on the etiquette part of yeah, it. Absolutely. That's very important for most of the foreign national world. 
All right. Well, yeah, I don't see any questions. So let's go ahead and wrap it up. We do have some more trainings on this as well. We just did our daily rates live on this as well. So lots of foreign national resources there. We appreciate everybody tuning in. Remember, we do this 7 p.m. Eastern time on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. So we'll be back next week with some new topics. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And we will see you next week, 7 p.m. Eastern time on Tuesday. All right. Thank, thank you, everybody. You, every, thank you, everybody. And for those we don't see again, have a Merry Christmas. Loan officers, join the mortgage calculator as an MLO for unlimited mortgage leads and up to 250 BPS compensation.